The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. You are with the Jet Set Breakfast. It's time for word domination. Arthur in Cape Town, I want to say thank you so much for listening to the show. You really have had uh, a lot to say about it, and we really appreciate that you are engaging. What I would suggest, though, is that perhaps you want to move on to WhatsApp because then at least you don't have to pay for your SMSs as well. So we're going into our second story, and I just have to find the notes somewhere with regards to it. Yep. We were talking about books, and we are talking about books. It's word domination. There's a note that says the country is facing a reading crisis with 41% of South Africans owning fewer than 10 books. Now, this is according to a survey by the Paper Manufacturers Association of South Africa, or PAMSA. It's an interesting one because I I think the assumption that um, people own books uh, will mean that they read books, but I'm not sure that that is always the case. One often reads books without owning them. To give us some more insights on that so that we can learn more, Madoda Ntlakuze is a writer, a translator, and a literacy mentor. Madoda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me, and I'm taking this opportunity to say hello uh, <laughs> to the listener. And hello to you as well, Madoda. The the, the, the the numbers that came out with regards to South Africans owning books, I mean, it talks to a bunch of things. It talks to the fact that books in this country are enormously expensive unless you can buy them second or even third hand or even mm. get them for free. That the cost to print books in this country is massive, which is why so many of them get printed in um, places like China and the like. And um, I suppose then the, the final question to that, and I'm, I'm throwing it all into the pot and you can stir it up as you wish, would be, are we assuming that just because people don't own books that they don't read them? So you may start wherever you like with all of those suggestions. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, I, I think uh, the, the, the most uh, prevalent reason uh, for the country to struggle with the reading uh, as well as you know, having uh, this buzzing literacy culture, it's the serious uh, lack of books in our uh, African indigenous uh, languages. You know, uh, as a, as a country, uh, we, we struggle because we, we we sometimes undermine you know the power and uh, you know the the preservation of home languages. Uh, we fail to understand that when a, when a child or when a learner from a, a very uh, young age, you know. Uh, is, is, is functionally uh, literate in his or her mother tongue, then it is so, so easy to connect with the second additional languages. Mm. It is so, so easy, you know, uh, to speak even multilingually. You know, this very problem uh, makes uh, the, the, the learners not to, 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 to master or to, to have uh, this experience of a strengthened culture of reading from a young age. And, of course, there are issues of confidence uh, critical thinking, etc., etc. So the problem uh, from my side when I'm looking at this, uh, we do not uh, appreciate fully or we don't fully immerse ourselves in books that are written in mother tongue. If you yeah. go to uh, local libraries in big cities, you'd find that uh, there are some of the languages that are dominating than the other. You know, the languages of the people living in the area are not dominating as they're supposed to. You know, Madoda, the issue of mother tongue uh, has had a lot of research around it, and it's quite clear, A, that uh, young children, for example, should be taught in mother tongue. 
um, and that they should learn to read in mother tongue. And that mm. should we then uh, really engage in that particular space, we may be able to start seeing a difference in our children's ability to read and write and understand what mm. they're reading as well. And I imagine that is exactly where you're going. Exactly. And uh, I believe that, uh, you know, as homeowners, as parents, there's a lot of work that uh, we need to do. We need to appreciate the fact that we, uh, you know, we have this uh, God-given talent, God-given responsibility to us of being first parents. Therefore, uh, there should be some frequent facilitation of reading and story sharing that is taking place in our homes. You know, it's very shocking to see that uh, some of us, you know, as homeowners, do not even own even one book. You know, it's very strange, and yet we, we want our children to succeed. We want them to know phonics. We want them to master drawings. We want them to write essays and, of course, pass matric with flying colors, <laughs> whereas as yeah. parents, we are not the real reading role models. We are failing as parents, even though we have been given this huge honor of being a first teacher. It should start at home. Well, I love that, that, you, that the parent is the first teacher. Mm. You know, uh, my daughter, I remember as a child, um, and I have said this before, I was, we had loads of books at home. And wow. it was, and I mean, some of them were absolutely inappropriate. But just mm-hmm. that idea that you could go and put your face in amongst the books and like pull something out. And even if you didn't understand it, you could try and read it and that kind of thing. But... As you say, where do parents get books in indigenous languages? We've just heard about a wonderful selection of books now with um, the heritage publishers. But where else can they get them? Oh, oh, all right. Thank you so much for that beautiful question. I am a writer myself, so I write children's literature. And, of course, I write family-friendly poems as well as short stories. So yeah. they are millions or, sorry, thousands of my daughter, but maybe just that we do not... Uh, look for them in our communities. We've got organizations that are doing wonderful work, like Ethnic Kids. You know, they've got a partnership with Wimby at the moment, busy sharing stories. We've got Nalibali, which is the National Rating for Enjoyment Campaign. They've got the Nalibali Supplement. And if you go to, go, go to their website, there are loads of stories available in 11 official languages. Uh, you know, the, 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 the list is go on. There are these organizations amongst us but yeah. of course, we need not to just uh, sit down and say, oh, there are no books, but we should we should look for them. And we should learn to appreciate the writer that is next door. You find that if I'm a writer from the Eastern Cape, I'm celebrated in New Zealand. I'm celebrated in KZN, but people from, you know, the very same community where I'm coming from, they know nothing about me. I'm just making an example. Yeah. You know? So there are these are resources all over us. So I'm thinking also of the excellent work... Um that, uh, what's it called, that that Puku, Puku uh, Eleanor Sisulu's Puku come, yes. uh, do, do. I'm wondering uh, if that's something that needs to just be exploded even further as well. You know, Puku, our uh, children's uh, foundation, they're doing m- wonderful work uh, in the space of literature in South Africa, developing, you know, the material, you know, the storybooks and everything in indigenous, uh, 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 you know, uh, mother languages. I was very, very fortunate enough to be one of their reviewers and, you know, the content selection that they have, you know, just cuts across and it is fitting for the for, for homes in South Africa to have a balanced, you know, literacy uh, program. So I believe that uh, 
Poco is one of those organizations that are leading. They're not just, you know, saying, but they, you know, actions speak louder than words all over the provinces, especially here in the Eastern Cape in Makanda, where they have uh, that powerful footprint, and of course in Johannesburg, if you want to get in touch with that. I love you. are just a wealth of information, Madoto. Thank you so much. <laughs> Madoto, um, uh, one of our listeners has just SMS to say, great work is being done in the field of languages and people just don't know about it. So he mentions how Sandra Prinsler acted a play for um, sign language for, for those who are um, hearing impaired and deaf. Mm. I suppose that's the question is, how do we market, market, market something like books? I mean, and something like children's books as well. And how do we really get parents to understand that actually, if you're going to spend 200 rand on a pair of um, shoes, I mean, then perhaps actually uh, it might be worth your while to, to rather just spend it on a couple of books for your kids? <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's very strange. Uh, in a sweet way, though, because when I was preparing for the interview, I, I had that in mind. You know, it's very uh, uh, unusual and common in South Africa for for parents or even relatives when they want to surprise young ones, when they want to surprise children, they they, they just want to buy them chocolates. And of course, <laughs> we all know what the chocolate does to kids. You know, you know, I'm not a dentist or something, but anyway, if you buy them, you know, age-appropriate books, you know, from there, imagine. Uh, if you can just buy storybooks as presents, you know, buy poetry for teenagers and buy even short stories and novels for, you know, for, for, for the elder children living with us in our households, you know, that would be a nice balanced uh, literacy and language uh, program taking place, you know. Uh, we should not always do things because they were done in the past, you know. It's 2023 now and there's a strong anger, you know, for, for learning. You know, the metric results are not convincing. Yeah. We are not doing enough as far as spreading the love of books and literature in our home. So, Mutlomi, uh, I mean, sorry, not Mutlomi, I'm just, uh, my daughter, I'm actually just reading a message from Mutlomi, and I want to say, Mutlomi, thank you so much for a fantastic mm. WhatsApp message. Madoda, um, Kaz in Durban is also saying, also on WhatsApp, every shopping center needs a library. And currently in KZN, municipalities are busy closing them. And that idea that maybe we take books out of the obvious, like the library per se, and start to just put them into a shopping mall. I'm thinking about the shopping mall near me. They've got one or two shops that have closed and, you know, mm. the, the, the spaces are, are empty. Why don't they just put a whole bunch of books in there? That would be lovely because, uh, you know, reading is a lifestyle. And when yeah. you go to shopping centers, you know, there are a lot of interesting things as far as teenagers and children are concerned. Yeah. Now, if we can put the library in the middle of, let's say, Mall of Africa, Green Acres, you know, yeah. Hemingway, wherever you go, I mean, in, in Cape Town, um, that would be lovely. It can show that actually... Uh, this is the place to go. This is family friendly. And of course, this is where I am going to find characters that can actually help me when I self-reflect, uh, help me when I'm, I'm trying to, you know, come up with solutions uh, to some of the dilemmas in my life. So, I mean, books, uh, you know, books are very, very powerful. And uh, we, I'm saying it again, we, we need those libraries, not only like the school-based libraries, or the libraries in the community where they usually at, and unfortunately they are always at the verge of being vandalized. They don't vandalize, they don't vandalize more. So we need 
are those libraries to be situated right in the middle of the mall, the famous one, the trending one. <laughs> Kaz is also saying uh, the concept of bring a book, take a book is a nice one as well, and I have to say I agree with that. I mean, if one can do that. Madonna, thank you uh, for opening up our world to words and also to books as well. Uh, we appreciate uh, you taking the time on a Sunday morning. Uh, thank you so much, um, Michelle. Uh, thanks to you as the host, the producer, as well as the listener. Ah, oh, that's a very kind of you. Madora Ndlakuze is a writer, a translator, a literacy mentor. Is that not just what we all need? A literacy mentor, someone who tells us what it's like to read books and tell us just about books as well. www.lifewriting.com. That's L-I-F-E-R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G.com. And that's Madora's website. Nine o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.